Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with the people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, content producer at EM360. In today's episode, Stuart Little, SHI International EMEA Commercial Director at Cisco Solutions, will be speaking to James Harvey, Executive CTO EMEAR at Cisco App Dynamics, about full stack observations and why customers need to care. Thanks for taking the time to get you guys, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Thanks Matt. Matt. Give, give us a little um, background on uh, who you are and what you do. Yeah, I'll go first. It's Stuart Little here. Hi, Matt. Uh, thanks for the introduction. Yeah, my role, I joined SHI uh, last June, and my role is to really support their European Cisco business as a strategic partner with Cisco. I've been in the the SA, uh, in, in the channel with Cisco since the late 1990s, a consultant engineer. I also was a partner in uh, my own Cisco partnership, which was acquired by a US tech company in 2018. So quite excited about what we're doing now at SHI with Cisco. But I've uh, said long, long, long tenure of working with Cisco in the industry. Uh, yeah, I'm Matt, uh, James Harvey here. I'm, I'm the executive CTO um, for Cisco App Dynamics in the EMEA region. Um, I've been with Cisco now for four years uh, as part of the App Dynamics uh, business unit. Um, my role is to um, not only talk about full stack observability and take this to the market, but also drive product strategy in the EMEA region, support our customer success uh, people in making sure our customers get value from the products and tools uh, that, that we work with them on and also to, to help our sales team think like the customer and actually um, position our offerings in the best possible way. A uh, bit of background about myself. I've been in the industry for 20 plus years on the uh, customer side. So I've uh, run uh, large organizations, both across oil and gas, banking and retail, been a Cisco customer all my career, and I've bought App Dynamics um, and FSO previously. So really looking forward to talking to you all about um, full stack observability today. So thanks for the invite. Brilliant stuff. Um, and obviously that is the topic of uh, today's discussion. Could you both just tell us a little bit about what full stack observability actually is? Shall I go first, Stuart? <laughs> yeah, you're the expert. Well, I'm always learning, but uh, yes, I understand full stack observability very well. So full stack observability is exactly that. It's a platform um, of capabilities, if you like, uh, to multiple tools within the, the single platform that allows you to build, um, build if, you, if you like, build the outside in approach. So bringing business context and technology context together. And, you know, I've always said that when you're providing a solution for a customer, you need to think like the customer. You need to look at the problem rather than looking at the technical vertical. And I think taking that outside in approach and building the solution back from the business outcome through the technology stack is really important. Now, within our uh, full stack observability offering, which obviously sits on top of the um, mammoth uh, ecosystem that the, the largest Cisco brings uh, to the technology market, we have App Dynamics, we have uh, Secure App, 
we have thousand eyes and we have intersight so basically covering your business outcome your application stack your infrastructure your network and and your security um so that is what we mean by full stack observability there's there's another thing that i really want to bring out and you know people listening to this will be thinking about application performance monitoring and yes that's absolutely where app dynamics started from but We've pivoted uh, into what I would call a central nervous system or an observability platform with the other acquisitions that have come together uh, within the Cisco uh, wider portfolio to give that end-to-end view. So APM, whilst it's very important, is only now a component part. It's deep visibility into the infrastructure, the network, the security, uh, and obviously the, the application, bringing that business outcome to life. So you can see that business Uh, and that customer transaction end-to-end. And this goes all the way down to your lowest line of code and your databases as well. And a lot of your listeners here will will understand what monitoring is. And, you know, when I was back on the customer side, we used to monitor lots of different things, but very rarely did I understand what it meant when something went wrong. You get an alert, but with our platform, what you can do is bring those alerts together to get end-to-end business context to enable you to prioritize and, and Uh, make better uh, decisions for your business rather than making decisions based on uh, individual alerting tools. So it's really getting that end-to-end view um, of of what you're running for your business and and enabling you to get your arms around what I would call, you know, a highly distributed complex enterprise world these days, you know, very much hybrid um, uh, enterprise technologies out there from, uh, you know, mainframe and, and heritage data centers to containerized microservices in the cloud, a plethora of different languages now. Um, and, and the complexity is just getting more and more um, uh, confusing, I think, you know, to be able to actually understand exactly what you're running. Uh, and I think with FSO, it actually brings us all back into one place and, and gives business and technology leaders true visibility into um, what it is they're doing and why they're doing it and the context of what happens when something doesn't work. Uh, and that's not, a, not not all. You know, the automation within FSO allows you to reduce things like your mean time to recovery, your, your um, mean time to innocence, um, and make better decisions around where you're going to um, transform, identifying workloads you can move to the cloud, turning off uh, underutilized infrastructure, for example, and running through synthetics, you know, your CICD p- pipeline, it, as you're actually making these reiterative changes, being able to see the impact that that has on the business outcome and automating uh, those actions through the orchestration layer out to NetOps, DevOps, SecOps, et cetera. So very, very unique in the marketplace and something that I think everybody should be should be looking at. That's interesting feedback, James. Uh, one of the things I was wondering about, uh, you know, having worked with Cisco for a long, long time is, you know, a lot of people would know Cisco for, you know, their traditional business, which is, the, uh, you know, creating the, net, the, the network for the internet and the security yeah. and all the infrastructure that goes with it. So so why why are Cisco, why why FSO or full stack observability for Cisco? You know, why, why is Cisco doing this? Why, yeah. How does it relate to that? Yeah, no, it's a great question, Stuart. And absolutely, uh, Cisco is uh, a networking giant and absolutely does this uh, as well as hardware uh, very, very well. But um, I think what we need to get better at is, um, you know, coming to the market and saying, you know, and, and don't quote me, I'm pretty much sure I'm right in my, my numbers here, but I think Cisco is like the sixth largest software company in the world. And we, we contribute 45% to the open source um 
an open telemetry uh, world these days uh, in the software space. And every business is now uh, a software business, uh, in, including us, um, you know, and I think ha having to making that realization of uh, the, the, the speed of digital transformation and what is going on in the market is really helping us to position how Cisco grows for the future, you know, making sure that we're providing solutions, which potentially can include the networking piece as well, but also platforms like FSO, which are agnostic uh, to, to, to customers that aren't, you know, natural uh, Cisco houses. Of course, we'd love you to be end-to-end, -end, but we understand, as, as I did as an ex-customer, that not everybody wants to put all their eggs in one basket. And you can use component parts within FSO, whether you're a Cisco house or not, to, to get the understanding, to be able to bring that outside in and, and take that outside in approach and really bring that business context and technology context together. And as I said, you know, having done this myself, it's enabled me to drive those um, intelligent, uh, automated or manual decisions into all aspects of, uh, of what I cared about. And dare I say it uh, several times, you know, implementing technology like this, I found out more about my own uh, organization and what I was supposed to be running uh, that, than I probably uh, knew uh, without it. Uh, and again, you know, you have to you have to let the technology and the software show you sometimes uh, the difference between your baselining and where you think you're at and what you've got, et cetera, uh, and the reality of day-to-day uh, -day operations. Um, so for me, it was very, very much enlightening. Yeah, great. And now, uh... So it's all about keeping those that investment in those infrastructure and those complex systems up and running, maximizing you know your customer retention through being able to deliver those key digital services. But within there, you, you talked about some key 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 components, which I think were uh, App Dynamics, uh, Thousand Eyes, and I think it was Intersight, which are three software products from Cisco that yeah, yeah. pretty much should give you a view across your whole infrastructure to allow that to happen. Is that is that the idea? Yeah, so I think we need to sometimes change our, our, our approach here because I think technologists traditionally are thinking very much from, from the network up, um, which, is, which is fine. Um, but for me, I think, you know, as a C-level technologist leader coming from industry, I think it's much more important to think from the business down. And they all have their, you know, the, the relevant parts they play. But what I mean by that is the component parts that make the software component parts that make up um, FSO, which is uh, AppDynamics, uh, Thousand Eyes, Intersight, uh, and uh, uh, AppDynamics Secure Application, um, is, how can I put this? It's it's more important for I think I think business leaders and technology leaders are trying to achieve five things fundamentally, and that is getting observability, visibility of an ever more complex world. They want the ability to consolidate in the in the challenging fiscal times after after the pandemic and everything else that's going on right now. They want to consolidate. They want to simplify. Number three, and and make things much simpler. Uh, they want to transform and they want to automate, but they want to do that in a secure way. And I think if you're running a plethora of tools from a monitoring perspective, if you're running 
um, different parts of your organization on uh, heritage, uh, on legacy, where you've got technical debt and or you've got uh, parts of the organi your organization that are trying to drive you forwards to containerized, uh, mic uh, containerized microservices uh, in the cloud and you know, move other traditional workloads out where you, where you can, where you know, you've got cloud native ability rather than having to replatform monolithic apps. I think this is a solution that you need um, so you can actually start making those better business and technical decisions. And for me, a lot of CIOs and CTOs I talk to um, are trying to move IT out of IT, if you like, and put that control uh, back in the business. Um, and I think, you know, we've got to stop looking at selling uh, technical verticals for individual things and actually looking at how we enable a business to focus on what they care about. I was with a, a, a television company recently and uh, they were having a conversation at the exec level. And one of our network guys was chatting to um, uh, this chap about um, what he cared about. Uh, and it wasn't about networks and packets and routing and all the rest of it per se or, or what age of his switches were. What he cared about was delivering uh, world-class uh, broadcast uh, content to his consumers. And what he wanted to understand was how Cisco would build that solution. And of course, that included traditional networking and some hardware, but equally, it included a lot of the software around FSO so that that individual could see those business outcomes. He could see the consumer's view of the consumption of those services, and he could see how the component parts um, were impacting what the consumer and his business saw uh, and where he could focus and what, what he needed to focus on as a senior technologist to push resources around or, or, or further his transformation agenda. And that's just one example. So, so I think we've got to stop thinking um, as a standalone um, entity in a, from a technology point of view and, and, and actually really think about what is it we do um, for the businesses that we serve? And that doesn't matter whether they be internal customers or true external customers coming into that organization. As I said, it's about bringing the two together and enabling the business and technology to go on that journey for, for transformation, for business as usual, and understand the, 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 the complexity of um, what is becoming ever more complex as new technologies come to market. Well, that's interesting, James, because you, you've sort of beat me to my next question, which oh, was to say, which was to say, why do organizations need to care about it? You've sort of touched on it there, but the interesting thing for me there is it's probably not an IT conversation per se. For me, what you're saying there is probably more about the lines of business. It's the people that care about the business outcome, the, the service that's coming out the back of this. Uh, IT is the enabler, but the, it sounds to me like the people that might be most interested in this are people that sit in other areas of the business. You, you just hit the nail on the head there, Stuart. You know, I spend a lot of time now not only talking to CIOs and CTOs, but having conversations with people in business to free up capital investment to allow things like this to happen. Um, you know, some CIOs and CTOs are far more, far more, forward thinking than others in their approach, their, the, the, the modernity, if you like, to, to what they're trying to achieve. But absolutely, I think the ones that are really making differences to their career and transforming the organizations they work for are those that are working really closely with their business and understand why they're in, in role and what they need to do to support those, those businesses in a sustainable 
um, cost efficient and uh, important uh, important way. Um, so yeah, I, I think the market's changed. I, I think the world has changed. As I, I've never seen business and technology coming together um, as much as I as I have in the last even two years. I think the pandemic has really spurned on uh, digital transformation. Um, I think people really get the fact that they can achieve those sort of five things with the security wrapper that I mentioned, the observability, the consolidation, the simplification, uh, the transformation, the automation, by thinking differently and working more closely together. And you know that, that's led to simplified operating models, that's led to a consolidation of applications that are delivering no benefit to the PL of the organization, which in turn has a rationalization effect on data centers and underutilized infrastructure and the ability to identify workloads you can move out to the cloud, um, you know, right sizing the size of your network. Um, and you know, taking more control maybe from those traditional uh, service integrators uh, than you've had before, depending on how people negotiate things like their uh, global managed services agreements with, with those. And again, that's another shift I'm seeing uh, quite uh, quite heavily is from that traditional SI outsource world to that of SRE, Site Reliability Engineering, for those that don't know, SRE and DevOps. Um, where people want to, you know, own the IP, they want to uh, develop and design their own capabilities rather than buying them in. And, and what we're doing here is providing people with the ability to ingest with open telemetry from anywhere, keeping some of the tools, maybe not all the, the, the Cisco tools, into our cognition engine uh, using MI, uh, sorry, AI and machine learning and driving those transformations, those automated actions through orchestration to the outcomes of the business uh, desire, right? So we're actually being able to support two types or all types, there's probably three or four I can think of, of organizations that are on various um, journeys within their, their digital transformation. And, you know, some actually aren't, aren't doing anything at all, but we've still got that offering from a from a traditional technology um, standpoint back to business as well. Um, but I think for me, the, the vast majority now are, are probably moving to that hybrid uh, state. And, you know, I was chatting to a customer the other day that's put in place uh, what I would call almost a, a brokerage service with what was their uh, service integrator, whereby the business uh, and the technology organizations have matured to such uh, an extent, and this is in um, financial services, that the business can actually now dictate what they want. Do they want speed? Do they want cost saving? Do they want uh, something, you know, some different outcomes based? And, and the technology organization, the way they've now structured with this um, sort of FSO, SRE, DevOps, with some traditional uh, uh, lines of business there, they can start moving things around and making sure that the business is consuming the consuming the same technology service, getting the same outcome, but receiving a different benefit, be that speed, cost, or whatever it might be. So it's interesting to see, you know, when I talk to all these different organizations and, and some outside of sort of the three of my, my expertise, um, seeing where people are on that digital transformation. And as I said, Stuart, you know, I might have been in the industry 20 plus years and done some uh, good stuff and, you know, <laughs> learned lessons along the way. But I'm learning every day, and, and this is what keeps it so interesting being here uh, at Cisco and partnering with such great uh, organizations uh, directly and also through uh, our channel partners.
Mm. That's quite interesting feedback you gave there about sort of organisations you've spoke to. Uh, mm. We we had some internal conversations recently, and probably one of the reasons I wanted to have the chat today is uh, FSO doesn't really mean a lot of things to a lot of people, but they actually do probably don't know yet, but they do need it. Uh, we were saying we don't get people phoning us up saying I want to buy some FSO today. But the interesting thing is when you go and you start talking to organisations about their business challenges and what they're doing, it becomes a, a conversation that leads you down the road. I'm sure you're having them all the time, James, about really the, the key reasons why a business might want it, the ROI in it, the business outcomes, and, and actually uh, what it delivers is absolutely fundamental to those yeah. organisations. And uh, you probably find that once they look at that, uh, you know, it creates its own demand once they understand what, they, what, what it is that they're trying to do, that it probably creates the budget and the demand for it because it pays back 10 times over when, if they get it right. You're absolutely right. And I think, you know, one of the things we've got to get better on internally is you take somebody like myself that is, you know, a bit of a veteran of technology coming from the customer side, having uh, businesses shout at you when you've got P1s, P2s, you know, uh, having to tackle the, 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 the end of serviceable life issues, the transformative issues, the BAU issues, et cetera. Um, and then you look back into um, uh, the likes of a, a channel partner like SHI or, um, or, or Cisco itself. And what we have to do, I think, together, Stuart, is, is drive um, better enablement for all people across the organization. Because I can't expect people to think like uh, I do um, or my um, colleagues in the, the CTO office that have actually been on the customer side. So we can articulate FSO in a completely different way because we've sat in those seats. Um, and one of the things that I'm trying to do, you know, with, with a lot of passion and energy and effort is getting our sales teams and our customer success people to understand the component parts of FSO, not just from a technology point of view, because obviously we have those uh, those experts all over the place for the different uh, te uh, technical verticals that we sell, that we bring together, but trying to get them to understand the rationale between how you position FSO as a platform offering made up of several component parts sitting on one of the, the best technology companies, if not the best in the world with the, the other technologies that Cisco offer. Um, and and that, that's a challenge, right? For, for somebody to come and have that conversation with a, a CIO or a CTO, or even maybe a COO, uh, and not be talking to a network manager, an infrastructure manager, that's something that we've got to uh, work out how we get the, the message of how Cisco is changing um, to market in a different way. I mean, you, you listen to our, our uh, CEO and chairman, uh, Mr. Chuck Robbins, and and his ELT, and, and they're articulating it, and we're articulating it, but I think we've got to make sure everybody in the organization goes through um, the, the enablement to enable us to serve more customers and scale well with, with our channel partners, so we really get this message, and I hope people that are listening to this podcast, um, especially from the customer side, absolutely hear and, and get what I'm saying, and I, I'm happy to pick up with anybody directly, Stuart, um, from from your customer base uh, after this call. But yeah, Cisco's on a big trans uh, transformation of itself, right? Um, making making people aware that it's not just a, a network giant, which obviously it's done for years and a, and a hardware provider, which it does very, very well, telephony and all the rest of it. But it's actually a, a complex transformative organization that will help your business in digital transformation and provides all these 
software capabilities to do that and 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 has inve- and has been investing in bringing people over from industry and you know acquiring different technologies and uh, through through M&A and one thing i really like about cisco is they're not afraid to say when they're not the best at something so they either go and acquire acquire something or they invest in further r&d and it's a very um and i can say this as an ex customer it's a very transparent honest uh, partner um, I think for for customers because they do what they say they can do and work out how to fix problems that they can't, which I think is really a really nice place to be and yeah and work. And obviously, I think if, if we can um, as a partnership between people like SHI as our um, uh, one of our main partner organisations and or ourselves directly continue on working on this message to the market, I think it's going to be a, a very very successful. Uh, outcome for FSO as more and more organizations understand what FSO is and why they, they they need to use it. And for the people listening to this, James, how can they find out more from Cisco on Full Stack Observation? Well, a couple of ways. Um, so absolutely on Cisco.com, but also on AppDynamics.com. Um, and I'm very happy to, to field direct inquiries uh, myself. So you can contact me on jharvey2 at cisco.com or james.harvey at appdynamics.com. And I can make sure um, you get put in to the, uh, the, the right area for, for, for that engagement. Um, it, it really is a, a transformative uh, concept. And I think having people that have led um, business and transformation being part of the uh, exec team that's spearheading, pulling this together and um, bringing it to market and also driving the right component parts within it and the support functions afterwards. I think uh, for, for me, that's a, a real game changer. And what keeps me here at Cisco, right? And, and, and make sure that I don't go back the other side of the fence and go and work for another bank or an oil company or or a retailer. Um, so, you know, what can I say? I, I'm, I'm totally sold on FSO and it's not just because I work for Cisco. Um, but, but it really will make a difference to your organization um, if it's deployed uh, in the right way uh, and uh, uh, understood properly. I was just going to add there, Matt, obviously SHI is a large Cisco partner and we're happy to assist with any queries as well as a, a, and we work in partnership with, with James and his team as well. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Well, um, thank you both for your time today. And James, it was really, really great to get your insight on FSO and its nuances. I think you've sort of made a lot of people kind of see just how important it is. Thank you both. Uh, and thank you to everyone who listened to our conversation. If you would like more information on what we've discussed today, make sure you head on over to either cisco.com or uk.shi.com.